All right, we're going to jump into part four of our series on patterns. This is the uh, pattern of prayer, continuing from part three. So here's the thing. If you didn't hear part three, stop now. Like, do not continue (laughs) with part four. If you didn't get part one or part two, that's fine because it it wasn't a prayer. But this is kind of a continuation from part three. Uh, So a lot of stuff we talked about in three we're going to cover in here just just a little bit deeper. We're actually going to see kind of the connection between um, how Jesus taught the disciples to pray, like what he told them to pray when they pray, and its connection with the life of Jesus and how Jesus lived. Uh, but we we covered how Jesus instructed them to pray um, in the last uh, uh, lesson. And so if you didn't um, uh, listen to part three, you definitely want to stop now and go back <laughs> and listen to part three. And then we can catch up um, when you get a chance to listen to that after you get a chance to listen to that. So again, listen to part three. Um, I'm just getting back in from our um, church at the park uh, with the homeless neighbors down at Franklin Square Park. Again, we do that twice a month. And uh, man, it was crazy. Out, out there. I mean, for it to be January, and it was basically almost 70 degrees, so the weather cooperated. Uh, we were out there praying with people, talking to people, meeting the needs, doing what we normally do at the at the park. So if you want to uh, join us at the park or anything else that we do from St. Anne's to all the other things, uh, check out impactfellowshiponline.org. Uh, impactfellowshiponline.org and you can find out all the stuff that we've got going on and you can join us um, also for church services uh, every second and third Saturday uh, you can join us for those um, as well so we want to jump into patterns uh, part four. Oh yeah speaking of the park uh, we met a lady uh, named Diane and I want us to make sure we pray for her because uh, her she was in a wheelchair her daughter came down uh, and got some stuff uh, for some food and stuff and said hey can you guys come up and pray for my mom before you leave and so uh, our group went up there talked to her a little bit and prayed for her and you could tell she was just had a heavy heart heavy burdens and um, basically she was like uh, you know just pray for everything like whatever you just pray and pray about everything and so we prayed for everything uh, with her and you could tell it touched her and uh, I told her that you know when we get back uh, Impact was going to pray for her and you know and, and we make sure we connect with her um, and stuff like that so uh, in your own uh, prayer time this week uh, or just whenever if you can lift up um, Diane from the park uh, and just pray that God blesses her um, and, and provides everything that she needs, that that prayer about everything is exactly, uh, you know, what she needed. Um, so, okay, let's jump into prayer um, part four, patterns part four, uh, talking about the pattern of prayer. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, before we start, we just come lifting you up and lifting you as our God, the high God, our Father. We ask that you bless this time that we have together as we search your word and search the scriptures. Let it be life to us. Let it be light to us, Lord God. We pray uh, that as we hear it, we will receive it and we will obey it. Thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for Jesus Christ sacrificing himself for us. And thank you for being a God that loves and that cares for us. Uh, And we just pray all these blessings in your name. Amen. All right, so let's do it. Let's jump in with part four on patterns. We're continuing with the pattern of prayer. Now, remember, I said it before, if you didn't hear part three, please go back and listen to part three um, before you start part four. So these first three parts of the Lord's Prayer, when we started with part three um, at Impact, we started from uh, Luke 11, um, where, and I'll just read verse one and verse two. Now, it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place Remember, we talked about how often Jesus prayed um, in part three. When he ceased, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And he said to uh, them, when you pray, say. So this is Jesus, again, telling them, when you pray, say these words. You can uh, find an account of that also in Matthew 6, uh, 9 through 13. So if you want to read Matthew 6, 9 through 13, or you want to read Luke 11, verse 1, uh, down to verse four, um, feel free to read through that, um, and pick up, uh, with this lesson 
after reading that, and, and, and we read it uh, also in, in part three. Um, so the first three parts that our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, we addressed that a lot in part three, so we're not going to spend time doing that here in part four. Again, our Father in heaven, Jesus established this new close relationship with God, he, our position with God. Hallowed be thy name, he addressed the disposition with God, and we talked about how Jesus lived this out. Uh, and then also, um, thy kingdom come, Jesus preached the kingdom first. We talked a lot about that in part three. So remember, part four we're talking about the relationship between how Jesus told us to pray and how Jesus lived and taught because it lines up like to a T Jesus told us to pray certain things in a certain way. And the way he told us to pray, we can see him live these things out and we can see him teach these lessons to us. There was no difference in how he told us to pray with how he lived. Jesus, watch this, being the ultimate perfect example, right? And so he says, pray like this. And the way he told us to pray, we see it modeled and exampled in the way that he lived. Again, those first three parts, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, we, we touched on that in part three. Let's just start with that will be done uh, in, uh, on earth as it is in heaven, right? Okay, here we go. How Jesus modeled this very same thing in what he taught and how he lived. That will be done on earth as it, is, as it is in heaven. Let's start with John 6, 38. I'll give you a second to turn to it. Maybe on a computer you can just type it in real quick. Or you can just hit pause, I guess, if you can't get to it fast enough and then hit play. Uh, again, got a lot of scriptures we're covering today. John six thirty eight. Again, Jesus modeling in his teaching and in his life. Uh, that will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. Jesus says, uh, for I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of the, of him who sent me again, John six thirty eight. for I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is Jesus modeling out, not my will, uh, that will be done on heaven, uh, on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew six, uh, Matthew 26, excuse me, 39. Matthew 26, 39. This is Jesus right before he's about to be arrested and tried and beaten and whipped and and crucified and dying. He says, uh, it says, and he went a little further uh, and fell on his face. Here he goes praying and prayed saying, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Then he says, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. This is Jesus about to be faced with something that he doesn't want to face. This is where that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven is being put to the test. This is where for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is where it's being put to the test. This is God's will. He even went to God and prayed that this not be his will, but then coming to the realization that, yeah, what I want is not lining up with what God's will is. And so now I am backing down and I'm saying, nevertheless, not what I will. But what you will, this is not Jesus teaching us that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then when he's faced with the situation where God's will is not comfortable for him or not something that he wants to do, that he doesn't go against God's will. He still goes with God's will. Jesus lining up exactly what he told us to pray with how he lived his life. We want to get to why I think that that was important or why we see that that was important or why it was done that way uh, towards the end. So that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We see Jesus living out and putting priority on God's will, right? 
Then he says, give us this day our daily bread, right? Okay, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus lived, and this might be one of the hardest parts for us now, uh, you know, in 2020 uh, in Western culture where we have more than enough. In part three, when we pray, when we talked about this part in prayer, uh, you may remember where we talked about the fact that a lot of us don't have to pray that our daily that God gives us our daily bread because we can look in our cabinets, we can look in our closets, we can look in our bank account, and we have more than what we need for today. We got what we need for tomorrow. We got what we need for next week. We got more than enough so this whole give us this day our daily bread is is a concept that possibly is foreign for a lot of us um but let's talk about how when jesus prayed this how this lined up um uh uh, with the way that he lived and the way that he taught now matthew 8 20 this is jesus this is why jesus said when you pray say these things matthew 8 20 Uh, and jesus said to him foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And so, you know, we talk about this a lot of impact. I, I, I'm just not sure if we can line up God's will for your life or what Jesus wants for you is for you to have six bedrooms and three. Like, because he said himself, you know, these animals have somewhere to call home. I do not. That's how he lived. That's how he lived. I mean, he's not telling you this is how you, he's, this is how he lived. This is him being the example. And so I, I feel like sometimes we got to quit it with the, with the, with the whole, you know, if, if, if the material things aren't lining up, then obviously you don't have, you know, the, the correct amount of faith or, or something like that. That's not, we shouldn't do that to people, man, because then it makes people think that, all right, well, if I got this material struggle, or I'm struggling in this, then I must not be close to God or God must not love me. Or I must not be doing this Christian thing, right? It's like, no, that's not it. That's not the reason. Jesus, again, give us this day our daily bread he said i have nowhere to lay my head foxes have holes and birds have nests uh let's go to matthew 6 uh 34 jesus says take therefore no thought for tomorrow for tomorrow shall take uh shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof meaning listen listen give us this day if i have what i need today i'm not going to worry so much about tomorrow and i get it it's hard to not worry about tomorrow when you see resources coming thin i get it but we talked a lot about prayer and things like that uh and 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 the uh, needs that we have from day to day and and when things get tight um in our clutter free um uh, series and so maybe you can go back and listen to clutter free um but yeah it's 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 hard when things are running low to not worry about tomorrow but what jesus is teaching us here is that listen i'm going to pray that today god meets my need for today right now when i'm not going to worry about tomorrow even though tomorrow has some stuff that i'm kind of concerned about i'm not going to worry about tomorrow today is good when i get up tomorrow what am i going to pray what jesus told me to pray give me this day my daily bread and then if i'm worried about two days from now nothing i can do about that right now that's going to have its own set of problems. But what I'm going to do when I get to that day is what? I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray, give me this day my daily bread. Now watch this, Matthew 19, 21. Again, this is Jesus living out and teaching the very principles he told us to pray. Matthew 19, 21. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. That's that give us this day mentality. Sell what you got, all the riches, all the stuff that's got you safe and secure from day to day and month to month and year to year. You have no worries because you're super rich. You got all this stuff. He says, go sell all that stuff, give it to the poor. You're going to have treasure in heaven and come follow me. That's Jesus asking him, I want you to live this, give us this day life. You got plenty of security. Can you give that up? And then also uh, Luke 18, 22. 
Again, this is the same situation. Luke 18, 22. So Jesus uh, heard these things, said to him. Now, again, um, on this uh, 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 teaching, I'm just kind of reading the scripture that's driving home the point. You feel free to read these entire chapters or the entire story just to grab more context as far as who he's speaking to and things like that. Um, Luke 18, 22. Uh, so when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing. So he's saying to him, yeah, you got, you, you, you're doing this, you're going down the checklist. Again, read that whole thing for, for context. He says, yeah, you're right on point with all those. But there's still one more thing you need to do. He said, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Give us this day our daily bread. This is Jesus. We saw him living that out, and we saw him teaching this. And he told us, this is what you ought to pray. Here we go. And forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. I talked about it in Patterns Part 3. Probably the toughest thing for me right here is to forgive others. Um, is, is God forgive me? I have no problem asking God for forgiveness. It's the forgiving others. That kind of gets me a little shaky. But we're going to make sure we get that together. We're getting that together. I mean, I'm doing better. It's just some things are harder than others. So anyway, uh, enough about me. Let's talk about you. Uh, Matthew 6, 14 uh, through 15. Again, this is Jesus telling us when we pray, say, forgive us of our sins as we forgive of those who have sinned against us. Here's what's so important um, when we talk about this as the model prayer, but Jesus teaching this and living it out. Here we go. Matthew uh, 14 uh, through 15. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. Sorry about that. I, get, I talk fast when I get excited. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. He says, for if ye forgive men of their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not, men their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses again we don't manipulate anything i don't think jesus was trying to tell you something in an indirect way or trying to tell us something i should say in an indirect way this is jesus literally saying if you don't forgive people for what they did for you the father in heaven will not forgive you for what you did i mean it is point blank and this 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 scripture stabs me in the stomach every time i read it because, and it's not just certain people. If you forgive people who, are, who you want to forgive or, or who didn't do you too bad. Because, you know, sometimes, like what I find for myself is, is, is in areas with, or with people that, that I find it tough to forgive. People say, well, you know, the easy things are easy to forgive. The hard things are the hard things. And I think it just depends on, the, on, on people. Like for me, I've forgiven some people of things that were tough to, that some would consider tough to forgive people for. And there are some things that are actually small in nature that I'll, that I'll hold a grudge over. And, and maybe it's just the person. Maybe it's how I'm feeling. Maybe I don't, I don't know why that is, but sometimes it is a big thing. Sometimes it's small things. But the point is, is that Jesus said, if you don't forgive them of that, the father won't forgive you. That's straight up Bible. We either believe it or we don't. And so, you know, I can't believe half of the Bible and don't, don't want to believe this scripture. And this is Jesus saying this. Now, 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 again, I just want to go down some more where Jesus taught this stuff and he told us to pray this. Mark 11, 25, 26. Mark 11, 25, 26. Uh, and when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any. Now, again, this is just talking about praying. He said, again, when he taught us to pray. He said, now, when ye stand praying, when you're praying, forgive. If ye uh, have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive. And it's funny because like, our Father which is in heaven. Your Father which is uh, also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses. He's teaching us, y'all, that listen. When you stand praying, make sure you forgive. Make sure you forgive 
so that your father, which is in heaven, will also forgive you of your trespasses. Maybe we need to whip out um, another, our, that teaching series that did not too long ago on forgiveness, like what forgiveness is and, and, and how to uh, operate in forgiveness. Because sometimes we think forgiveness is like forgetting what someone did or not feeling hurt by what happened. That's not what it is. Like literally forgiveness is saying you don't owe me anything. That's been forgiven. You don't owe me anything for what you did to me. That's, I mean, in a nutshell, but it, it, the, what makes it tough is still dealing with our feelings, trying to restore relationships, trying to move on because we still have hurts, hurt. And so sometimes we get hurt by something and we're, tr- and we say, I'm trying to forgive you. And it's like, no, no, you're not trying to forgive that person. You may have legit forgiven them, but the issue is you're still dealing with the feelings and the hurt. And that's the stuff that we got to heal from. And so we got to, you know, uh, 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 understand that, yeah, I may still be upset about this and I may still be trying to work past my feelings. Feelings, um, but this person doesn't owe me doesn't owe me anything. I'm, I, I've forgiven you your debt. You, you don't owe me anything for what you did. Um, something uh, again where Jesus modeled forgiveness, and you should read this on your own. Uh, was the woman uh, caught in adultery? Check out John eight one through eleven. We're not going to read that here, um, but check that out in your own time. You know, and and again, everything that I'm reading, man, read these scriptures over and over again, and and meditate on it. Let it sink into your heart, so we can do this whole thing when it comes to prayer. Um, uh, and study the word John 8 1 through 11 uh, read that story and it's Jesus again practicing forgiveness but then also teaching people on forgiveness let you who are without the first stone you who without sin I mean you without sin cast the first stone anybody here among you who hadn't who haven't sinned why don't you go ahead and stone her then that's him teaching us on forgiveness um, let's see I want to go to Luke 23 34 uh, Luke 23 34 um uh, and then we're still on forgiveness uh, uh, um, and, and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Uh, this is Jesus. He taught us to pray this way. Again, Luke twenty three thirty four. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And they uh, parted his raiment and cast lots. This is Jesus forgiving them. Say, you know what, Father? As I'm on this cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. This is him not just talking forgiveness. This is not him just teaching us to forgive, not having these big words about, you know what, you got to forgive people. And if you don't forgive them, then the father in heaven is not going to forgive you. But then the moment when he's on the cross, watch this unfairly and unjustly, he says, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Wow. <laughs> so again, it, it's funny because sometimes they say, "Do as I say, not as I do." Right? This is Jesus. What that? He wasn't do as I say, not as I do. He was do as I say. Watch what I do. Do as I do. He was all that stuff. Okay, now here we go. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now we talked about this a little bit in part three, so I won't cover what we covered in part three about lead us not to temptation. As far as like you know, we, when we pray and we say, "God, lead us not to temptation," we're not saying, "God, please don't lead me to temptation," because the Bible also says that God is not tempted by evil, nor does He tempt man with evil. Um, but we're tempted when we're drawn away by our own lust. So we, we covered like what that means: lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. But I want to talk about how this is an. Uh, we see the example of this. In the life of Jesus. So Hebrews 4, uh, 14 through 16 is where we'll find this. Again, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. It says, seeing uh, then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Here we go. Here it is. The money line. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Meaning he's not out of touch with what you feel. He's not out of touch with how hard life is. He's not out of touch with how these temptations and these things pull you. Watch this. It says, but was in all points 
tempted just as we are, meaning the same things that we're tempted with, Jesus was tempted as well. It says, yet he was without sin. Watch this. Now we're getting back to prayer. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, right? Prayer that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Meaning there is help available because you have Jesus who understands exactly how you feel when you're, when you're touched by these infirmities and when you're, and when you're tempted because he like us was tempted at all points yet he was without sin. So when Jesus says, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil, this is him saying, I know what it's like to be tempted. I have felt it. I got it. However, he says, but deliver us from evil. We can come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. This is Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> teaching us to pray how he lived and what he talked. Here's what's interesting. So I was thinking, why is it now that I'm that 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 I'm that we read this prayer and we say, "Wow, Jesus, yeah, he forgave. Jesus, yeah, was tempted at all points as we were, uh, but without sin. Yeah, Jesus did live that. Give us this day our daily bread. Yeah, Jesus did live out the will of God. Jesus did preach and teach the kingdom, and he's also pr- teaching us to pray all of this stuff. Why in the world would he tell us to pray what he lived and to pray his example and pray uh, 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 exactly you know uh, uh, what he taught and things like that?" It's because the whole point of all of this, we got to remember two basic things. The part, the, the, the point of whole salvation and sanctification and stuff with Jesus being the example is number one for our eternal salvation, right? As far as eternal, we, none of us got saved, you know, so we can have a Mercedes. That's not why we, <laughs> it's just not. We got saved so we could have eternal life, right? So, 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 uh, 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 and so uh, the whole point uh, is to, is to be saved, right? And then watch this, and to be conformed into the image of Jesus, right? I mean, this is that process that we go through, that sanctification, that everything that we go through and everything that we're encountering in life, it is placed there that at the end of the day, when it's all finished, we will be more like Jesus. That's why when we say sometimes we go through tough times and we come out better, it's because it made us sharper. It gave us better character. Uh, uh, and again, I want to go to Romans 8, uh, 29. It's funny because Romans eight twenty eight, we love that one, that God works all things together for the good who love, who, who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. But... As our friend Crystal knows, verse 29 says, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestined for what? Not for a six uh, uh, bedroom house, not for, you know, eight figure income uh, or eight figures in the bank. No, no, no. He says uh, to be conformed to the image of his son. Why? So that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That's Romans 8, 28. That means that the, all things that are working together for our good is, is working together. Why? So he can uh, uh, conform us here we go into the image of jesus jesus told us to preach his image to preach uh, to pray to pray here i go talk about preaching to pray his image to pray his example to pray what he lived to pray to god that in our prayer i'm literally praying that i am conformed into the image of jesus oh Thank goodness I'm not teaching this like at, in church at Impact. Like you know, we did the, the, the homeless feeding this morning, and so we when we do that, we don't go, to, we don't have church. We have church out in the park, and so I didn't preach it because I was preaching this at Impact. We wouldn't be able to move on from this. <laughs> We're gonna get too excited. Listen, listen. 
Jesus says, when you pray, say this. And the this he told us to say was his life and his teaching, his example. He told us to pray to God the confirmation uh, the, 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 for us to be conformed into the image of his son, uh, into Jesus. When you pray, pray this, pray me, pray that you get conformed into my image. Mm, mm, mm. That's the whole point of it all. First John two, six, he that saith he abide in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. If you're going to say that you imbi- you abide in Christ, if you're going to say that you're a Christian, and listen, I don't have, care how you say it, because sometimes now we say saying you're a Christian is not popular. It's funny because now sometimes Christians say that they don't want to call themselves Christian. Oh, I'm a Christ follower. I'm a disciple. I'm a whatever. If you say you abide in Christ, whatever you want to call it, you want to call it Christian, you want to call it Christ-like, you want to say you're a Christ follower, you want to call yourself a disciple, however you want to put it, if you say you're that, then the Bible says then you ought to yourself walk the way he walked. That's why Jesus told us to pray this way. Y'all, that's the pattern of prayer. That's patterns part four. Part five, we're going to get together and talk about Jesus' example of how we ought not to pray. And so if you want the latest on impact and when we get together and when we're doing all the um, church at the park and things like that, just go to impactfellowshiponline.org. That's impactfellowshiponline.org. We'll get together uh, uh, on Saturday, the 18th, Saturday, January 18th, 2 p.m. at uh, Greenbelt uh, Community Center, room 103. And we'll jump right into patterns part five, uh, still dealing with prayer, but this is how not to pray. Bad patterns of prayer. Uh, Let's close out in prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.